Welcome to the I Remember When podcast, a show where I, Sean, sit down with my dad, Glenn, as he recounts his life stories of the last 60 years. G'day and welcome back to another episode of I Remember When. I'm Sean. And I'm Glenn. So the last time when we finished, we covered your time in school at Windale. Yep. Um, and then we were going to talk about your time in Window itself. Yeah. Now, to be fair, we have recorded this before. Yeah, and somebody fucked up. Somebody <laughs> lost it to the cloud. So this is another attempt no, to record didn't, it. Didn't even lose it to the cloud. Oh, you just lost it on your I computer. just fucking wiped it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Well, I was saving it and I wiped it. And it disappeared. Okay, so in the process of saving it, it disappeared. Yeah, but right. it did a nice job of editing. Yeah, yeah, it got rid of all of the ums. Like, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah it got rid of everything. Okay, so Windale was an interesting part of my life because of the age I was and the things that we got up to at that age. Because you moved into Windale at five, right? We're, it was about five. Just before yep. I started school, we yep. moved into Windale. Uh, our neighbours on one side had a family of nine kids and on the other side they had, they had four kids. And then across the road, there's varying numbers across the road and that. But mainly the family with nine kids... We got into a lot of mischief and we had a lot of fun and did a lot of interesting things. It was, I guess, in a way, we were a little bit criminal and a little bit bloody destructive, but nowhere to the, the ends of what it's like in today's world. Um, I think it's very different in terms of what you might have been doing was, yeah, probably a little bit criminal, but the laws back then were a lot looser than they oh, are today. Yeah, I think yeah. what, what you guys got up to back then, I think, would be... Probably, yes, criminal today, and there would be punishment for it, but I think what kids get up to these days that is deemed criminal is a lot worse. Ex- I mean, you look at what's happening in Queensland yeah. at the moment. Like, if, 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 if acts can compound in severity, that's exactly what's happening. What we, do, what we did back then at the time was, was bad enough. Yeah. All right, give us an and example. Like, so things like down on the Pacific Highway... Uh, at Bennett's Green. Uh, yep. There used to be a, a wreckers. It was like, we used to call it Tom Jack's. Yep. Old, old Tom Jack's wreckers. Well, the kids either side of me went down and they'd, they'd managed to, to get away without us. And they uh, they were experimenting by dropping matches down the fuel uh, filler cap of the wrecked cars. And one, okay. of, them, one of them set fire. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> casual arson uh, and playing with explosives. Cool. But it, was, it wasn't a, a vandalistic act so much as it was experimenting to see what happened. Yes, it was to see what happened yeah. and it just ended in an explosion. Yeah, You're lucky nobody They didn't it. set out to deliberately no, make the car and explode. No, I think that's the difference. I think was, that's the difference. And today, they would be attempting to make the yeah. explosion. Back then, it was, yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah. So we end up in a street full of cop cars and everything else, and and all that happened was the parents got a lecture. Yeah. Uh, was, today there was would be different. It, yeah, if it had been millions of dollars worth of damage. Yeah. yeah. But it was just this one car and a wreckers. In a wreckers. Yeah. So they they were in this shit because they were experimenting. Yeah. And it's interesting because you'd you'd think, like today for example, if that were to occur, 
there would be criminal charges placed. Parents would be in trouble. Yep. Like that, but it only comes down to like occupational health and safety stuffs. Yeah. It back then doing that, nobody was around. Nobody got hurt. That's fine. Today, the potential was there. Therefore, people are going to get charged. Yeah. And I think that's and the that's, big difference. That's, that's the big difference is is perception of of the problem and people people not being accountable themselves and suing. Yes, correct. And instead of being accountable for for their actions, they want to sue somebody. Yeah. For instance, if if someone goes into a place and they set fire to a car and they get hurt, they want to sue the people that own the, the place That's that they right. went to. That's and right. And they can get away with it, it. It's the same as a burglar breaks into your house and falls down your stairs and breaks his yeah. leg. Yeah. He's going to sue you because your house was unsafe. Yeah. You know, he was in the wrong for being yeah. there the first yeah. time, but he's going to win that case because he broke his leg on your property. Well, you know, I, I used to play social golf with a. Um, public prosecutor and a particular case huh. around then at the time the guy was obviously in the wrong he had he'd gone swimming where there was uh, ample signage to say yep. no swimming no swimming no swimming become a quadriplegic yep he sued and won and I said to Dave how come he's he's wrong but the wins and he says somebody has to pay for his future yeah, and that's what it comes down to. The bill has to be paid someone, somewhere. Someone has to pay and for he's his, not gonna, his, his yeah. future. Someone's got to pay his medical bills and, he, and his survival and everything else. Someone has to pay. So if it had been found it was his own fault, he didn't have the money to pay for it. That's right. So somebody has to pay, for, has it. To pay for it. So I'm assuming in this case it would have been the government or the council. Well, it was the insurance company from the, for the council. Yeah. Um, it was an actual council was involved. So it would have been the insurance company for the council. But anyway, that's getting away from... Yeah, from we've, we've, we've digressed. Like, so, we did things from walking hundreds, or well, not hundreds, but tens and tens of miles, not kilometres back then. Yeah, miles. miles. We used to we used to try and knock off... They used to have these things called milestones. Yes. On every road around Australia, Yes. they had the milestones. Mile they were concrete mile markers. <laughs> there are to... still some. You can see some yeah, still. still and I, some think, I think one of them along Bennett's Green Road yeah, or yeah. up into Belmont, there still yeah. is one there. Well, that's one that we didn't try to knock off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair we enough. To, we used to try and pull them out of the ground. They were too hard. We couldn't get them out yeah, of the ground. Yeah, because they were but concrete. The and they were heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be good at home. We'll take one of them. So I think a good start with how far we used to walk was um, we joined the Blacksmiths, Swansea Belmont. It was called Swansea Belmont, Blacksmiths Little Nippers Club. And that used to be Sunday morning at yep. 9 o'clock. And um, we would get a bus. No, sorry, it was Saturday, on the Saturday. So we'd get the bus down to Swansea, down there. Yep. And then we'd walk home. Because it was a bit early in the morning to get down there that early. So we used to just, buddy, take the money the parents gave us and get the bus down there. But then we'd use what was left for the bus fare to come home and spend it <laughs> to buy something. Yeah, and okay. And we'd walk home. Now, from down there to, to Windup was a bloody long way. <laughs> yes, that's not a small walk. Yeah. Oh, and again, we're back to the barefooted. <laughs> so we'd have <sighs> we'd have a pair of swimmers on, a t-shirt, and a towel over your shoulders, and bare feet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we'd be walking. It's got to be close to twenty k's. I'm just looking it up. Yeah. So it was black. It was blacksmiths. Yeah. Surf life saving club. Yep. Oh, depending on the way you walk, it's only 10Ks. Oh, we got off light. Yeah, you got off real light. <laughs> if you go the other way and you go through Jules and, and Belmont oh, and well, we stuff, did. 
We, we okay, went, that's 11 Ks. We went a different way every time. Of course you did. Of course you did. Because <laughs> that was, we that's something I remember We wanted to wander. We wanted yeah. to go all over the place and see everything. You know, we went, and back then, like my, my parents never had a car. No. Um, Pop had the work van. Yeah, the work truck it. at one stage. It, it was a while before he got that. Um, but we went everywhere in a bus. Yep. Because um, public transport was acceptable back every, then. Every every Friday, um, the old girl would take the three of us, my sister, my brother and I. Mm-hmm. We'd jump on a bus and we'd go to Charlestown to do the grocery shopping. And then we'd get the bus and come home. Sometimes we would meet the old man in Charlestown. Yep. Because he used to go to a, a barber shop there. At Charlestown. In Charlestown. Oh, okay. He used to go there all the time and he'd go and get a haircut on a Friday afternoon and then come home with us. Yep. But most of the time he'd have a haircut and go to the pub. Of course. <laughs> so, right the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> which is another story. Oh, was only, <laughs> so many times the old man never got home till late and could never, because he fell asleep on the bus and ended up at Swansea and the bus driver <laughs> would have yeah. to wake him up. Wake him up and send him back. <laughs> so that's where Uncle Ray got it from. Yeah. He used to do that on the train to Sydney. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so heaps, heaps and heaps of times he did, he did that. Um, but yeah, we went everywhere in a bus, and the old girl ran us up like sheep and dragged us off and go shopping and do all the shopping. So when we got to go wandering, we just did. And back then, your parents didn't worry about where you were. No. Didn't matter if they woke up in the morning, you weren't in your bed. No, well, the rest somewhere. Been in the bed. <laughs> yeah, and the bed is unmade, therefore. Yeah. And when the sun goes down, they go, hmm, it's tea time, he's not here, must be something wrong. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> because you're not here. And that, that's the other thing. Like, I, I couldn't imagine kids these days. Being out of the house for that long. Like, oh, I know. You we, wouldn't, you we wouldn't didn't be want to be in the house. Yeah. Today, I mean, you've got a thousand and one different things to keep you occupied in the house. But So the houses we lived in in Windale, they were on steep blocks, so there was a lot of room underneath the house. Yep. When it was raining, that's where we lived. We'd go under the house and play under the houses. In the mud? No, they were dry. Huh. They were dry. Yeah. Okay, so fair it enough. It was um, a little bit to do away the people landscape their properties. Yeah. Landscape their properties, but the, usually out the back door, we dug it out and it was flat. Yeah. So that helped drain the water away yeah, from there. Right, so it didn't enough. go under the house. But where they dug out at the back of the house to, to take that sloping part away, there was like this bank. It was only probably three foot high. Yeah. Sort of thing. But we used to play in there. We'd go out there with mum's good cutlery. <laughs> and we'd, we'd carve in there. And drive our bloody matchbox toys. Yeah. Around on the on the edges of this cliff. Okay. And, and we'd cut holes there for garages yep. and yep. carve all this thing. So and then the next day come back and cut it all off and, and start, start again. again. <laughs> we did the same thing on a Nan and Pop's place up at Dungog. I remember there was one particular event that everybody was there. Uh, well, not everybody, but most of the family was there. And I'm fairly certain we had every like grandchild of Nan and Pop's that was available. I think Megan was probably the youngest at the time. I don't think Rachel and Alex were born yet. But I have a remem- I have a memory of all of the grandkids up under the house playing with matchbox cars. And I, I we yeah. s- we spanned the width of the house yeah. with with tracks and cars yep. and yeah. You 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 got whatever you could like a and use it like a, a blade on a grade or something. Yeah. Thing. And you went scrape through the dirt and that was your road and everybody was yep. careful not to disturb it. Yeah. And if you did, you got yelled at. That's right. Yes. <laughs> you destroyed the road, you idiot. So. There was there was never time to be inside. And the other th- side of it too, Mum and Dad were one of the first to get a TV. Ooh, um, bougie in the area. Yeah, of course it was black and white, but they were one of the first people to get a TV in the area. And Saturday mornings they used to have some stuff on TV to watch, but 
like it'll be for an hour or two early in the morning. Yep. And as soon as it's gone, you're outside. If you if it was, the people next door, I think they got a TV next, and they had a Sydney aerial. Ooh, it's <laughs> so the big tall one. We didn't have a Sydney aerial. <laughs> we only had a local aerial, so we could only watch some shows. So. On some days, there would be one, maybe one particular show was on. Yeah. And there'd be all of their nine kids. Yeah. Then, buddy, a dozen other kids. Yeah. All gathered around the the tiny TV that All in this loud room watching this one program on the TV. (laughs) And it'd be dead quiet. And there'd be nothing. And the lady that owned the house, she thought that was brilliant because it was so quiet. Yeah. Yeah, everybody was so focused on the TV that there was no issues with the children. And then... As soon as that was finished, all you hear was the back door going slam, slam, bang, 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 bang. Yep, everybody leaving. <laughs> Far out. Yeah, buddy, that was funny. Um, and you would never see that again. Too. You know, I mean, you'd never have that many kids in a house watching the oh, te- TV no, together. No, no, they'd all have their own yeah, TV in their own room. That's exactly right. Everybody's got their own TV yeah. in their bedroom. No, now. that was. So across the road was some houses. Mm-hmm. Then behind them was bush. Well. The house immediately across the road from us, the, the young bloke that lived there, his parents bought him a buddy old prefect for a bush bomb. Okay, you're going to have to tell us what a prefect is. Prefect is a, I think it was a Ford, yep. Ford model Ford car. Ford prefect, it's yeah, an okay, car. sounds about it's, right. It's yep. an old car. Yep. It was, there's, there was a Riley and a, and a prefect that looked yep. similar. Um, well, he had the, the prefect. And... That was a bush bomb. So his father had cut a panel out of the back fence. Now, we were in commission houses. So government, government housing. Government housing. And you just yep. chopping it. Yeah, yep. chop a hole out in the fence. Yeah. But he, he ended up got in trouble for it. So he put it on hinges. <laughs> I, he replaced it, which we respect. Yeah, we put, he put it on hinges. Um, so the car would be in the yard. Yep. We'd all pile down there and we'd be in it, on it, around it, <laughs> hanging on for grim death. And away we go. <laughs> Driving through, through the bush. Usually making roads. <laughs> we just went wherever the car would go. And we'd plough uh, through the bush going on out there. And buddy, no wonder there's so many running barriers across bush <laughs> tracks these days and you can't go four-wheel driving. We didn't hurt anybody. We no. Just, we were just having fun. And, of course, this guy learned how to drive. Yeah. Um, and it all kept, kept us all occupied. Well, that guy's father, he was, um, he was a weightlifter. Yep. He was a com- com- competitive one, and apparently he still owned, he's dead now, but he still has a record for a particular lift that he did. Oh, wow. Um, it was, yeah, he was pretty, he was pretty special. So he used to have a gym in the backyard, and he'd let us all go down there, and he would, when he was home, he would teach us and show us yep. and, and encourage us, but he always encouraged us to go down there when he wasn't there yep. and do this thing. Now, that's unheard of. We're kids. Uh, you now, I was, I was, between five and nine. Yep. I'm over there lifting weights. No idea what I'm doing nope. other than what he'd shown us at some time. And you're just trying to copy your mates. Yeah. You copy all these other kids. They're a bit older and everything. And you're just doing what they do and copying. Yep. And we're, we're doing squats and bloody presses and doing all these different lifting techniques. Yep. But had no idea what we're doing, but we were doing it. Cause, doing them anyway because that's cause what everybody was doing. But Des, Des didn't care that we were buddy there and buddy down his backyard. There was never any questions asked. But also, we never did any damage there. No. We went down the side of the house to the backyard. Yep. That was it. When we left, went the same way. Yep. And we didn't touch anything else. Nope. It was, that was it. And how many of you got hurt? Nobody. Exactly. Nobody got hurt. And this, this is one of the arguments I had when I was involved in the, in the junior soccer. Kids learn from kids. They don't learn from adults. So Correct. If you've got coaches trying to teach kids to be bloody great soccer players, 
it's not going to work. Nope. The kids have either got the natural skill or he's going to not have anything at all. They learn from copying off their, their mates. They don't learn from what t- an adult right. tells them what to do. If you, want to, if you want to teach kids to play soccer, let them watch other kids play soccer. Yeah. So, in this case, if Des was working out in his backyard, and we very rarely got to see him working out in the backyard, um, but if he was working out himself, we'd all just sit there goggle-eyed watching him. And then we'd try to imitate because yep. not because he was the adult teaching us what to do. We saw it done, yep. and we wanted to copy it. So, we would start copying, and we'd be watching each other, and we'd be learning off each other trying to imitate what he did. Yep. And that's what kids do. They watch soccer. They see a, a, a football team, that, an adult team, playing really good, and they go, I'm going to copy that. They're copying them. They're not learning off them. Yep. They go and they, they, they use their own methods to, to learn how to do it, and then others copy off them. Their the other mates copy off them. And I reckon the best soccer team will be a team full of mates that are trying to copy each yep. other because they also have their own little code of conduct where right. you're fucked up. Yeah. And they give it to you. Yep. Whereas the coach goes, you fucked up, and you go, fuck, get you yeah. Know, the coach has got crew me. That's yeah. right. It's it's a peer pressure thing. Correct. So, yeah. But that's another story. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's actually an interesting point because I do remember the difference between playing with... playing at Edgeworth and playing with people that were mates through soccer versus playing at Barnsley, playing with people who were mates from school and soccer yep. and they were the people I hung out with on the weekend. Like, yeah. It, yeah, that's, yeah a valid, that's a very valid point. Yeah. There's a massive difference between now seeing kids <clears throat> two, three times a week versus seeing them every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your coach, Mark, he was yep. sort of in agreement with me. He, he said these kids don't, don't learn because they're not playing with the people they want to play with. They're being put in teams and it's, they're put in a dumb team. Unfortunately, they're, yes, not, they're put in a that. good team or they're put in a dumb team or they're not so good team and there's no consistency in, in trying to teach these kids. And in a way, I understand what they're doing. I went down the other day and I watched the kids playing over at the seniors ground there. was the, the seniors yep. junior league and those kids were brilliant. Yep. But that was natural ability. That wasn't that wasn't ability they'd been taught. No. That was natural ability and they've taken those kids and they put them all together and in their competitive spirit because their nature is improving their soccer game. But if the average kid to play football, he wants to play with his mates and he wants to do what his mates do. Oh, well, that's what we want to do. We want to do what our mates do. That's right. So, yeah. So, so you went and copied the boss. Yeah, so when our mate climbed up a tree and fell out, we're doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He fell out. Must be a good thing. Yeah, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> no, fair enough. I can recommend don't fall out of trees. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you learned the hard way. I learned the hard way. Yeah, th- what, three times. Uh, Two times. Now, well, I only fell out of the tree once, but I broke my arm four times. Four times. Same yes. place. Same place. Yeah. Yeah. Just on the elbow. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm not broken, but fractured it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. across the road from it was this place where we used to drive the bush bomb. A little bit further into the bush used to be the the piggery and the corn farm. Yep. Which uh, is Ringle, Ringle Valley. Valley. Yep. It, or it became Ringle Valley. Back then, well, it was now Ringle it was Real just, Estate. I think. It's now it's a housing. Uh, now, now it's a housing, housing estate. estate. Um, it used to be privately owned. It just was a piggery, and they grew corn to feed yep. the pigs. Um, and back then, the pigs were kept in big concrete pits. That were they were pens, concrete yes. pens. And we used to go out there and stir them up. And they used to bloody make hell. You know the noise pigs yes. make. Sorry. You know we stir them up and they make all this racket. Well, we'd climb up on top of the wall. The, the concrete walls were probably eight inches wide. It's pretty thick. To, yeah. But I suppose yeah, you keep yeah. the pigs in. Yeah, there, it was yeah. good the pigs in. Because you think you got a five hundred. Or 
500 pound pig leaning yeah. on it. Anyhow, um, we'd get in here and stir these pigs up in the carrying. And you go over and give someone a shovel, push them in the pit with it. <laughs> and it's all it's wet and it's yes. pig shit and it's yes. slimy. Disgusting. And, and you're trying to get out of this pit with this pig with running after you. A bunch of pigs you. chasing after you. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, no thanks. You, you'd be coming with me if you pushed me in. Uh, no, no, you, you don't get any warning. You're up oh, this thing and just whacking me. <laughs> That's uh, the worst. Yeah. The corn that they grew, it was, it was feed corn. It wasn't the normal corn no, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was like I think you call it crack corn or something but the corn we, we, we didn't know any difference it was corn, it was corn it was on the cob so we end up we'd get this tin and we'd take it down and we used to get water out of the creek <laughs> <laughs> no the water I, then we used to drink actually, it actually yeah, no, it was probably clean water it was, yeah. it was clean we all the creeks <clears throat> I'll come to some other creeks all the creeks we ever hung out in we used to drink the water straight out of the creek yep. it didn't matter and then go, hey, what are you doing pissing in the creek up there? I'm the creek. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly so, right. If you knew someone was about to have a drink, you could <laughs> get right up there and piss in the creek. Oh, yuck. <laughs> I remember getting hounded down like at, at camps and stuff for pissing in the creek because people were swimming downstream. Like, Jesus Christ. But, yeah, we'd get the water out of the creek and we'd go in a light of fire and we used to try and find um, a tree. Yep. And we'd build it at the base of the tree for a windbreak because we we got to get this thing going, you know. Yeah. And we get the fire going. We get this billy <laughs> on there. Didn't and, a bushfire. and we're trying to boil the bloody water to, for this corn. Yeah. So we put it in there. We boil it and boil it and boil it. And we get it out. Fuck. <laughs> it still <laughs> tastes like hard shit. as rock. Because <laughs> it was feed corn. Hey, we're not gonna give in, though. Oh no. my god. <laughs> so we would crunch, crunch, crunch. Oh yeah. that corn. So why you didn't break your teeth? Oh, Christ knows. Far <laughs> out. Just stupid. So Ringle but, Valley used to be the piggery. Yeah. And then it was a chicken farm? Um, yeah, then uh, I don't know what changed. or became a, a chicken farm. And they started knocking down the pig pens and building chicken coops. And at that stage, we kept away. We stopped going we over. stopped going over there after yeah. it stopped being a pig pen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think mostly because it was there was people there all the time. It was, ah, okay. It wasn't as yeah. it wasn't as secluded. The, there was very rarely even when we were out there stirring the pigs up. Be a long time before anyone come down to see what we were doing. Yeah, um, I think they must have known what we were doing and let it go. Yeah, probably. You're not causing any harm, so. Well, from the the people that own that property, I think that property went all the way up to Tingar Heights, right yep. through the bush, and there was a road. That's a rubbish bit of land, but yeah. Well, it was. There's a there's a like a bush track that yep. they used to drive up there, and they I'm pretty sure they were dumping stuff up there. They yeah, used probably. to drive up there to dump their rubbish in that. But um, we used to yeah, go up there. Sealed road. No, no, it was just dirt. No, no, now it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh Christ. Well, <clears throat> that goes all the way up to some caves. So if you oh. go if you go to um, the top of Tingara Heights now, there's a little car park at the top of the hill coming up from Windale on the left hand side there. Um. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know where, yeah. but yeah, okay. Well, if you on. park in there, you can walk down to it. That's what that park's for. It's to walk down and look at these caves. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll have to go and have a look. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we used to walk up this bloody dirt road, dirt track, up to where it was like just two tracks, two tight tracks yeah. going for it. We used to follow that all the way up to these caves and hang around up there. But there was some mulberry bu- or blackberry bushes along the way. Yeah. And we'd be, we'd be going along and we'd stop there and we'd start raiding that. Bloody, and you're climbing in amongst all the bloody thorns and everything else, and you didn't care. 
You've heard he's stacking here or nah. whatever it must be. Nah, gotta get there. One more. Nah. Just, just there, just there. Oh, crap. Oh, fuck, I'm stuck. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that last one, bloody one black dude. But the, the kids are going, fuck, snake. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> nah. And he's stuck in this bloody bush. And he goes, snake, fucking snake. <laughs> nah. And you'd be in a tear yourself to shreds trying to get out of the bloody Yeah, bloody in bloody. a hurry. And, and they, they and... just piss themselves laughing. Oh, yeah, snake. here you are bleeding to death because you've just sliced yourself a thousand guts. Yep. No, Fuck. <laughs> um, there was... There was times when we got into trouble up there, but he, I, I remember one time somebody come racing up the track in a car and we thought they were after us. So we just folded. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were gone. As, Jesus. We just bolted through the bush. What was the thought process? You're up there not doing anything, but shit, they're after us. Yeah. <laughs> because of all the bad things we've done, maybe <laughs> Naturally, Fair enough. Trouble. Fair enough. <laughs> the street that we lived in, um, on the down, it, it was downhill to the bush side, and there was the stormwater used to run down through there. And there was one point where the stormwater came out down in the bush, and there was a hole in the ground there where the stormwater used to come out. Yep, it was only oh, probably 10 foot by 10 foot type of thing, it wasn't very big, but we used to swim in it. <laughs> no idea what was in there, but we used to swim in there. <laughs> You guys had no sense of self-preservation whatsoever. Didn't have to worry. <laughs> you didn't have to worry. Yeah, but sometimes you try and find a stick and just poke around because if you wanted to dive in, it could be dangerous. Yeah, it could be dangerous. <laughs> it could hurt yourself if you dove in, yeah. But, but we decided diving in wasn't a good idea. No, no. <laughs> Christ. It wasn't. That was too small. <laughs> we weren't worried about depth or what was in it. It was just it was too small. It was too small to dive into. Far out. Uh, we mentioned in the first one about playing marbles at school. Yep. Near that particular hole where we used to swim, the the yard that had the easement down the side of it that went down to that thing there, there was two young girls lived in there, and they were buddy marble fiends. Their whole backyard was marble patches. A lot of people don't get what marble patches were. Marble patches were you would have a hole yep. and you would have features around it yep. that you play that. So there might be, you might um, put little grooves that the marble will roll down into the yep. hole. Or you might put hills that you've got to go over, over the top of. Yep. There'd be, you'd have also. But they had multiple patches all around their backyard for playing marbles. Far out. And there'd be heaps of kids in there. There'd be 30, 40 kids in there playing marbles of an afternoon. So <laughs> ludicrous, the idea of this. I mean, like when I was a kid, there used to be what the the nine of us in the street that would play together, but never thirty to forty kids. Christ, street cricket. People, people go, oh, street cricket. It's too dangerous on the road anymore. Fuck, we used to hold the traffic up. <laughs> <laughs> that was the part of the fun of street cricket. Was oh, car, shit, move, buddy. Somebody would just walk out with a bat or a ball or a, a garbage bin. And every kid would go, oh, street cricket's on. <laughs> and everyone would turn up. Willander Crescent's quite long, isn't it? Like, well, there was, well we lived in the bottom. Families. So, Willander Crescent is long. We lived in the bottom. So, if you went up to, say, about 30 type of thing, that would be the section that's straight. Yeah. And it was those kids from that straight section. Yeah. 
sometimes you got people from a little bit further up that um, came down because yeah. they saw that the kids closest yeah, to kids them were doing, going yeah. and they would follow and suit. So, and we'd get down there and it, you couldn't hit the ball and not get caught because there's too many kids. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's a reason that cricket teams are limited to what, 11 yeah. people? So, but it didn't matter. No. And and there'd be just all these kids there and a car would come. Now, uh, uh, of course, there was few cars because there yes, wasn't there many people many cars had a car time. to start with. So, a car would come. Everyone would go, car coming, car coming, after this ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the bowler would say, after this ball. <laughs> so I'm going to stay there waiting for, yeah, the, waiting next for the next ball. But again, I'm sure the people in the car didn't care. No. Exactly. They accepted it. That was the way it was. So I remember I remember playing street cricket at a street party at Uncle Vincent Arnie Collins' place once. Yes. Back, yes. back in the day when that was the thing that we did all the time. It was a dead-end street. And it was a, it was a dead-end street. That's right. It was a street party for the dead-end street. I remember playing cricket there one day and a car come through there. Um, actually, it might have just been after they continued the road through. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, it would have been one of the last yeah. street parties that was yeah. there. But a car came through while we were playing street cricket and we couldn't get out of the way quick enough. They were yeah, on the horn, he wasn't stopping for anybody. Yeah. yeah. But as, it, Luke and Adam, they played, their mates and that played on that road all, all the time. All the time, so yeah, yeah, correct. Maybe the buddy owners in the street really had the shits with it. Well, I don't, I don't know the if they were a, a local, I think they might have been oh, like, right. new to the but street. Still, that's, where they that's the difference is... Yeah. People driving on the road go, the road's for fucking cars, get off the road. That's right. And they don't care. And like you said, back then, there was less cars on the road. There was less cars on the road back then, and people accepted that that's where kids were playing. Yeah. Um, I think government bodies and councils these days try to provide a certain amount of playing area for kids in, in suburbs. And yeah, absolutely. Which is a great idea. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it, it is. But I think that's what it was for. That's to right. Stop them playing to stop and playing on the on road. road. With the time and the changes, our biggest interest was a garbage bin and a cricket bat and a ball. Yeah. And playing on the street. Now, no, I've got this $500 skateboard and I want to ride it on a bloody Skate challenging bike. park. Yeah, that's So I've right. got to build a half million dollar park for them to play in. You know? That's right. Back then, the, the closest park we had to where we lived... Um, it was three three streets away, yeah. Um, which is further than it sounds, because all the houses and window were big blocks. Big blocks, yeah. They were all considered quarter acre blocks. Yeah. Um, so it was a fair way back to this park, and there was a merry-go-round that they had to pull out because we broke it. <laughs> uh, a swing with two swings on it. That you broke. <laughs> that we broke. We didn't actually break them, we wrapped them round. <laughs> Yeah, the kids that were on them when they wrapped them around them were still the kid, there. The kids, the kid, that's how they got wrapped around. There was kids on them, remember? Yeah. <laughs> and a slippery dip, which yeah. they had to pull down too because too many kids were losing skin. <laughs> too many kids were being baked it, on it's it. It's funny how the stainless steel in the sun gets very sticky. It's the one thing that's always confused me about <laughs> children's play equipment is that it's always a stainless steel slide. That in the summer you could cook a breakfast on, and in the winter it's good enough yep. that you can chill a beer on it. Yep. <laughs> Why stainless steel? I mean, they've now got plastic ones, but like. So, you ever heard of them putting razor blades on slippery do- dips and stuff like that? No, that okay. sounds vicious. It's um, it's a it was it was supposedly a modern thing in started off I think in water parks with the water slides. People were sticking the razor blades in the joints of the. The slide. Jesus fuck. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty horrendous. Even back then, we went down there one day and somebody had tried to put razor blades on the slippery dip. 
it didn't work because they were up under and you slid over the top. <laughs> I mean, why would people do um, that? Again, that was copy book stuff. Someone had heard of it. Somebody had heard of it, yeah. And, yeah. And copy past it. it was, yep. And I don't think the people that did it understood what, what they happened. were actually doing. They just heard about it and it was just stupidity. I um, don't get that. That's so dumb. From our house... We could look out up over the hill towards Tingara Heights, and every year in summer, the hill used to set fire. We don't know whether someone it's, deliberately set fire. No, or, I think it's just money. one of those places in the area, like like Dunley Bluffs, yeah, and Money Bun, like just, all of them yeah, every year without fail catch fire. Catch fire. So pretty much it was only grass fire because the, that part of the hill where it burnt was just yep. blank. It was just no trees or anything there. Do you know I could never fucking find that. <laughs> I tried so many times to get up there. Oh, right, as in to get yeah, to it. All right. Walking, well, I wanted to see what was up there. Yeah. And we walked through the bush and couldn't get there. We went all the way around through Tingara to try to come back from the other side. We could not get there. And even when I was older and had a car, I tried to drive in there. Yep. And I could never ever find that spot. It's still there. But I can't, can't find get it. to it. I'm sure you, you know what you've probably driven through it in your pursuit of looking because at this from place. the perspective of where I live yep. to what was actually on the ground there, it was different. Yeah, and I had this thing in my head that this bald spot—that's where I want to go. We've got to find that because I want to see what's there. And never ever now you that. still have that tendency. I do. <laughs> I still haven't bloody lost that tendency to do that sort of shit and I still haven't been to that spot no <laughs> no it's one of those and like I said you've probably been to it but you've looked at it and gone no this isn't it I'll I keep did, going I did see a lot of bush though in Bennett's Green that was where we used to hang out when we were yep. we were being crazy <laughs> yep we'd go down to the concrete batching plant break into the into the yard and play in the sand okay so when you say break in I immediately assume you had to cut locks. But I'm assuming it wasn't that complex. Nah, because the gates just didn't have them. They didn't close enough and you just squeezed through the gap. You just squeezed through the gap. So you never actually broke in, you just entered. We entered illegally. Yes, (laughs) without permission. Yeah. And we go and play in there, but but then we realised, if we go out through the back fence, we can walk across a pipeline over the swamp and get to the R&H transport place okay. so what's there now is there's buildings and stuff there now yeah. but back then that was just swamp and there was a pipeline oh, running across there right. we'd walk along that pipeline to get across yep. the swamp because they've reclaimed the swamp now yeah, yeah. so it wouldn't be and I don't think you can even see the pipeline anymore no they've covered it's still the there it's still yeah. there but you can't see it well you'd walk along there and someone would come from the other direction <laughs> uh, and it would be a hassle yep you push and shove and carry on till someone fell off. <laughs> Scissors, paper, rock, mate, and then the, upper, the loser gets pushed into the swamp. And you land in the swamp, and then it's a matter of trying to get out of the swamp, back onto the pipeline. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'd go over there, and when we get to R&H, because they imported stuff into the country, they would have, um, they had a storage area, like a dumping area at the end of the mm-hmm. building, where they kept all these big timber pallets and timber crates and boxes yep. and all sorts of <clears throat> So we'd go down there and we'd grab these big boxes and we'd drag them, pretty much we had to skull drag them, <laughs> down to the to the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> because the bit that we crossed on the pipeline was a start. Then it goes into Belmont Swamp, which goes yeah, all the way through Belmont. Yep. And it was, it had, 
it was it was wet. Yeah. It was full of water. And we'd get it to the edge there, and they go, right, you guys get in there and get some mud. So you'd have to get in the swamp and dredge the mud off the bottom of the swamp <laughs> and throw it out to them. Because <laughs> this would be the older guys to yeah. the younger kids, and I was in the younger group. And they'd bloody dredge all this mud up and throw it up on there and pack all the gra- gaps in the box from the inside with yep, all this mud. all this mud. And then you chuck it in the water, push it into the water. And there's your boat. And, and there was our boat. And you paddle it around. <laughs> but you fucking paddle it out in the fucking swamp. And all the mud would pop out. Fucking thing would sink. <laughs> and then you're going to swim out of this swamp. And then you fucking get up. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we went down there one day and there was a... My now knowledge would say it was a cotton picker. It was on the concrete apron drive ramp going up into the building it was parked where was he at down at R&H transport oh yeah the transport mob yep yeah so it was parked on there and it was fully assembled new bloody cotton picker we were all playing around and there's old pile of us on there playing around yahoo playing a brand new <laughs> cotton picker right, yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> we're right. hanging off it all over the place I knew what the handbrake on a tractor was it was a T-handle and you pulled that up and then you turned and locked <laughs> oh, the brake on no. or you pushed the brake on pulled it up and locked it on and that locked the brakes on and I knew if you turned that handle around and stomped on the brake and it released the brake. release the brake. Turn the handle around. <laughs> stomped on the brake. <laughs> and it's in Grinding away. Down the apron. And these kids are... <laughs> <laughs> Abandoned ship. They're gone. Bolted. The like cockroaches <laughs> when the light comes on. <laughs> and it's <like> Oh my <laughs> God. And it was grinding holes in the concrete behind us. <laughs> You trashed a brand new cotton picker. <coughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know okay. whether we trashed it or how much damage we did to anything because we didn't hang around and find out. I don't know if we should keep this bit or not because if somebody hears about it and learns that you We never it. went back for two days. <laughs> <laughs> two days. Two days. Two whole days. Holy shit. Yeah. Somebody would be very mad if they ever found out that you oh. were the one who trashed their brand new cotton finger. I'm sure they're long dead. I'd, I'd say they're dead by now, yeah, because they'd have to be at least 20 years, 20 years old than now. The, the highway that goes through Benner's Green now, so-called Pacific Highway, when I was there, and I still remember it, it was two lanes of concrete. It was a yep. con- two lanes wide. It wasn't a four lane. One each way. One each way of concrete. Yep. That was the highway. And it went up over this hill, so it didn't dig. Yep. There was no contouring through yep. the hill or anything else. It, it was over the top. And I distinctly remember when they went through and then they cut the first cutting and started the highway, putting a new road. And then when they went through and they broke up the old one. And they used yep. a ball and chain on a, on a crane. Yeah, just a wrecking ball. Yeah, a okay. wrecking ball on a crane. Yeah. Yep. You don't see them very much. They still use them, but you don't see them very much. But that was how they broke up the concrete yep. and took it all away and put the highway through. Well, before that, when the old concrete highway was there, right next door to Tom Jack's was uh, a fruit and veggie store. It's still there. Chris's Fruit and Veggies, it was called. I don't know if it's open anymore, but it's still there. The building's still there. Huh. Now, Chris's Fruit and Veggie store had... Wait, the, is this the one on the... Uh, as you're going into, like, Bennett's Green on the left, or is it going into Belmont? When you go into Belmont, it's on the left. It's near the okay. what's the uh, mobile home camper van mobile Oh, home. the J-Car mob? Yeah, it's near that. Oh, mobile. okay. Yeah. So that was Chris's fruit and veggie box. Yep. <clears throat> and there was like a milk bar, delicatessen, and a fruit yep. and veggie shop, and um, a fish and chip shop. And it was a separate little building all on its own. It's just a little small wooden building on its own. And that was the barbers. Yep. 
well, sort of like every second Friday afternoon after school, we'd have to go for a haircut. And there'd be a big lineup to get in of kids. Yep. They've come from school, they're lined up. Usually you're in your school uniform, anyway. they're all lined up, and you just file through. One in, one out, one in, one out, one in, one out. And there was no, what would you like today? It was yep. out, out, yep. out. But we never ever paid. This guy that run it, yep. he kept record. He knew yep. who's who and everything. Who was who and, and then who's done what. your parents would go down in a couple of days or whenever and settle the bill, pay for your haircut. And they, there'd be piles of us there going through this thing, getting a haircut. And sometimes it was be pitch black <laughs> by the time... Well, by the time you got your haircut, you got your haircut. yeah. And buddy, then you have to walk home. Well, it's it's over it's over eight hundred meters from there to home. It was probably you close... walking a kilometer after a haircut yeah. to go home. Yeah. And because it was dark at that time of the day, forget your day was over. It was dark, buddy, any time at that we were going yeah. home. And if it was middle of winter and you just had a haircut, <laughs> it's fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> you should have learned to pack a beanie. No, we didn't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then there was, um, we never used to walk down the highway and up South Street. We used to go straight across the road and into the bush and there was a bush track through there. Yep. And you'd go down this bit of a gully and then back up the other side and that creek in there used to run down the hill and run back up the other side. But it was a sharp turn. So (laughs) Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So when you, if hit you that, fell down that, that's a <laughs> well. Not, so many face plants. <laughs> if you fall on the way down, you're gonna roll all the way up the other side of the hill. Like. It's a face plant. You run down oh. and you, you misstep it. If you Whoop. misstepped it wrong, you took your body just splat face yeah. plant on the other side. And down. you slide the rest of the way down. <laughs> so we, that was our way home through there. And then when you got to the end of that bit, you have to cross South Street and then walk through the bush to Willander Crescent, the end of Willander Crescent. Well, even in that little section between South Street and Willander Crescent, there was three different bush tracks. Because <laughs> you used to just, you just wander wherever you wanted, I you guess. Just went whichever one of those tracks you wanted. Yeah. Well, one day I was on my, on my improvised push bike, yes. riding along one of those tracks, and buddy, I got shot. <laughs> You got shot. I got shot. I, <laughs> kids, what? Kids, the kids over over the fence at the start of his track, they had a slug gun, <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't like us riding push bikes there for a day. So they so, shot you. So they shot me. <laughs> okay. So I'm assuming a slug gun is more like a BB gun than that. Than a uh, slug gun's a bloody air rifle. It's, yeah. 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 So, um, oh. Technically, it's a 4.5 millimeter lead projectile fired yeah. from an air gun. Uh, <laughs> you it, pump it up. I had a red mark. It didn't break the skin, but I had a red mark yeah. across my back where, where this thing, you. where this thing had just gone past me. And I get home and I say to my mother, "I think I just got <laughs> shot." <laughs> <laughs> She's had a fucking fit. Absolutely panicked. Of and, course um, she did. She said, "Where is she in the back?" So I, I had a. a Jumper or a jacket or something, or yeah. whatever. That that was probably what saved. Yeah, it saved a lot so of it. Yeah, it was taken off. I'm sure she, you know, had this red mark across yeah. me back where, buddy, this thing had grazed me from as we. Jesus passed. Christ! <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was a wild town back yeah, there in the old days. <laughs> Christ! Yeah, kids just shooting each other because <laughs> I don't like you riding through my bush. Yep. Far out. When we um, 
when we go down across that creek and, and do the paste plant dip, if you went back upstream from there, there was a bit of a waterfall. It's probably, I suppose, eight or nine foot high mm -hmm. waterfall. And then above that, it was sandstone. And the sandstone was in pools and stuff like that. So that's where we you drink the water out there all the time. Yeah. Um, filtered through sandstone, so it's probably better no, than No, it's those. not filtered through. It's just running on top of it. But um, if you went to the bottom of the waterfall, that was all clay. So yep. you'd go down there and harvest the clay and uh -huh. then take it back up the top of the waterfall to the sandstone bit and build a dam. Uh -huh. Yep. <laughs> and we'd try to build the biggest dam we could build. <laughs> And you'd be piling it in there and you're packing the clay in and you're testing for all the, <laughs> all the weak points and reinforcing the back. And you build this dam and you have this massive big dam and then you wait till someone was down the waterfall and break the dam. <laughs> <laughs> and then you build up a massive pool of water to unleash it on the poor soul at the bottom. Yeah, they're down there getting more clay for the <laughs> Okay, now's the time to release the dam while Tim's down there getting more clay to build a bigger dam. That's mean. <laughs> we went down there another day and, and someone had lit a fire at the base of the cliff into the, into the yep. dam. We couldn't figure out what it was. And then we got this idea. Oh, they're digging a tunnel. <laughs> ah, of course. Yeah. So a child's mind is a wonderful that thing. Was, that was our occupation for a few weeks. Going was... down there after school every afternoon and trying to dig a tunnel underneath the waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could By not the time think we of got anything it was too late to do anything else. Yeah, so left going. Have to go home. So you never really dug a tunnel, we never did really you? Got anywhere, no. <laughs> Far out. But he, it, and as, as far as I can see now, and we go past, it's all still there. The creek, creek's still there, but I don't know what it looks like. Um, Probably hasn't changed. Not to a great no. deal, anyway. So when they put buddy, the, the big highway, through, the four-lane highway through, they had to put a new culvert in from um, the northern side of South Street mm -hmm. across the highway to the bush on the southern side of the batching plant. I think, from memory, it's something like 21 metres long. Might even be more. Might be, might be longer than that. But they put this culvert in. There's two pipes. It's a long way. When you look through from one end, you can only just see the light at the other end. Wow, okay. So it was a dare to crawl through the pipe. Well, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. You can have that. <laughs> Oh, when it was brand new, it was okay because there's nothing in there. Yeah, correct. But after a while, you didn't know what was in there. It still doesn't matter. It was brand a, new or not. It was still a dare. Fuck that. A dare to go through that tunnel. Uh, no. Yeah. Hard pass. <laughs> no, no, no. You couldn't say no to a dare. You had to do it. No. Nope. So well, <laughs> off you go. Nope. <laughs> so down the, um, down the bottom of South Street where it meets a sick highway, in the bush there was a, a mulberry tree. Biggest mulberry tree you ever seen in life. It's, it's huge. Bloody, there'd be a dozen kids in there all the time. No, you know, we're not even in the way. Uh, we'd go down there and we'd raid the mulberry tree. And usually you're in a school uniform. You come out covered in the mulberry juice and you're in the shit for getting the uniform. Yes, for ruining your room. Yeah. But also... Which we discussed never lasting yeah. more than 12 yeah. months anyway. Yep. So right near there was a bus stop. And the bus stop over the years has moved from different sides yeah. of the road and everywhere else. But... It was there for a while. So they used to have the double-decker buses that come through. And when they come through, they get fucking bombarded with mulberries. Oh, <laughs> you'd be hell. up this tree and you're full of bloody mulberries and you're just gorging. 
Pelton at the school bus. <laughs> no, it wasn't school bus. Oh, at yeah, the just regular bus. bus. Yeah, just a, just a normal buddy service. Oh, they buddy moved the bus stop. I don't know, say they did because of us, but they moved the bus stop to the other side of yeah. South Street. And when they moved over there, that culvert started that side that went under the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. started there. And we'd get in the bush in there, and we used to get a stick, a flexible stick, and we'd get mud out of the creek. <laughs> and when the bus would pull up, yeah. you'd put a ball of mud on the end of the stick, and you'd flick it at the bus. <laughs> Why were you so disruptive? <laughs> Fucking hell. He's <laughs> throwing mud and mulberries at the bush at the bus. Nice. Yeah. So if you know window at all, you got South Street on the southern side. Yep. You go up further to a more, bit more, and you got Lake Road. Yep. Lake Road goes up, and then you turn right at the window shop and you can pull the South Street all the way back down around to the highway. Yep. Well, we'd whack this bus, and we're there waiting for the next bus. And it could take forever, but waiting for the next bus. <laughs> yeah, 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 beauty. Get more mud, get more mud. As you know, this fucking bus driver's right up as like a bus. He's gone down and come all the way. And we looked up and here's a double decker bus parked up the road. Yeah. And he walked down the wagon and got us. Ooh, I'm sure he was happy. <laughs> so where'd we go? The where? fucking culvert. You ran into the culvert. <laughs> He ran into the plumbing. <laughs> he dived into this fucking culvert and took off. <laughs> well, yeah, he didn't have to dare to go through that one. Run through it to the other side because he can tell you what, the bus driver's not going through it. He wasn't going to follow us. He was just scared <laughs> the fuck out of us. That's all it was. It was just... Yeah, and if you had a quarter city, kicked us in the ass. Yeah. That was the way it was dealt with. Put, they scared put the wind up out and kicked him up the ass and sent him home. Yep. That's how it was dealt with. So the mulberry tree was a, a big hit. We loved the mulberry tree. Yep. Up the road further, there was going further north. There was orchards. There was there was not a massive thing, but there was yep. fruit trees everywhere. And there was a house there. The guy that owned them lived there. So we'd go up there and, and raid that as well. We raid the orchards up there. And but he we'd be eating green plums just because <laughs> just because. Oh yeah. It was fruit and it was in the tree and let's eat it. <laughs> It's a wonder you guys didn't end up so sick. We probably did. We didn't care. We just did it. The guy come out of the house. Shit through the eye of a needle because you're eating unripe fruit. This guy come out of his fucking house and he'd be screaming, get out of my fucking trees. And then he let fire with his shotgun full of sulfeter. Jesus Christ. Couple of times I got hit. Yeah, no wonder. <laughs> fucking shooting sulfeter at us because he'd been up the... So you go, fuck it, then we'll go back to the mulberry tree. <laughs> <laughs> now, these green plums aren't worth getting shot over. Let's go have some blackberries. Uh, we used to go down the steelworks, to the steel fabrication place, because we'd be scavenging cordial bottles, soft drink bottles. Yep. Well, we went down there one afternoon, and there was a big, long I-beam laying on its side, and it was had a bend in it. I was running along that, and one of the guys decided he'd wait till I got near the end, and he jumped on the other end. And because it bent, he threw me in the air. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> when I've come down, I was, I've come down straddled bloody the steel oh. boom. And I've cut me fucking groin. I wasn't pissing out blood, but there was blood coming out. Yeah. Fuck, something's not right. Had a look and had a fucking cut there. So, fucking, I, we grabbed a bit of grass. <laughs> and stuffed it with the grass. Just, just cleaned her up a bit of grass. Bush medic. Bush medic. <laughs> Bush nice. medic. 
And then yeah, kept kept doing what we're doing, and then packing when packed it with grass, and then continued to play. <laughs> Holy shit! So then we went home. Packing gets How home. you haven't died from fucking tetanus oh, or staff or my god? Yeah, yeah, fucking thing, Sean. A spoonful of dirt every day is good for you. That's that's the way it was. Yeah, but slicing your nutsack open on a steel beam and packing it with grass. It's a little bit different to eating a pound of dirt before. Tarzan was big on TV then. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they did it. Right. Okay. Fuck. Uh, he, when we got home, fucking old girl's up us because we're late for tea. Where the fuck are you being as late for tea? <laughs> and, and that's when you were in shit. If she'd cooked tea and it was ready and you weren't home, you are in oh. shit. If you weren't home and it was pitch black and tea wasn't ready, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> tea wasn't ready, it's <laughs> fine. If, if tea was ready and you weren't home, you are in shit. So I've already got a bit of blood on me and I said, I'll fucking cut myself. And she'd go on, yeah, get me fucking bath, never bath before you have your tea. Rah, rah, doing. <laughs> and... To this day, I don't think she ever knew how bad it was. What it was. <laughs> and, and it probably needed stitches. It got done. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, we, we did some, under in today's way, fucking some really stupid shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very stupid, in fact. Like, you know how I learned to swim? No. We used to go to swimming classes at, yeah. at the school. Yeah, because that's, like, that's still a big thing, yeah. swimming at school, yeah. yeah. But I never learnt how to, to swim at school. I learnt to swim at Belmont Baths. Belmont Baths is, at your used to be, just this concrete walkway around, out and around. This reckon, yep. you know, U-shaped thing out around. And in the lake? Or in, the... in the lake, yeah. right in the lake. And but he, um, it wasn't deep, it was probably five foot deep at the at one end. Anyhow, we were out there one day and the two girls that played marbles, mm-hmm. they were there. Yep. And they grabbed me and threw me in the deep end. <laughs> and when they threw me in, they're going, Can't you swim? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm fucking floundering out of the water. <laughs> and oh, I, was, I wasn't tall enough to reach the bottom no. even at five feet. Oh fucking they didn't come and get me. <laughs> Ooh, that's it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> just left you to your own so devices there, right? It was this old fucking splash, splash, splash from momentum heading for the exit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I learned to swim. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is bizarre, because, like, so, how old would you been then? Um, oh, eight. Eight. That's maybe even seven. That'd be what for like year one or year two. Yeah, like, like, yeah. You, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't really do swimming classes until no. year three. No, I don't no. think we used to walk down there from home. We walked down to the bars. You guys used to walk fucking miles. Yeah, oh, she did. <laughs> well, probably. <laughs> no wonder you got at six in the morning. It's, and... it's safe to say ten kilometer radius. Yeah. Or ten mile radius of home. You go miles, yeah. But even no um, wonder you left at like six o'clock in the morning and didn't get home until after yeah. dark because you were walking everywhere. <laughs> I am, um, we're just gonna go dart down to the pool for a quick swim. Yeah, no worries. I'll see you in there tomorrow. What do you mean, tell your mother? Let's <laughs> <laughs> <I> just go. <laughs> oh my god. We went to um. We used to walk to Dudley Beach. Hang on. 
Dudley Beach. Yeah, that's... Dudley's got a beach. Oh, I suppose not, not from Windau. That's not too far. Oh, yeah, to go down across the highway and over Bennett's Green and up um, Oak Valley Road. Oak Valley Road. Is it Oak Valley Road? I think it's Oak Valley Road. Oak Valley Road so, yeah. used to be gravel. Yep. Up there and then down the other side and through the bush and down to the to the to the beach. Yeah, and then, there you go. Then you'd wander from there. Um, Just range along the beach. Go down you to Glen Rock Lagoon or try and climb around the, the cliffs to Redhead or whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that one, when when my brother got married, I, I yep. came home from Townsville, so I left at lunchtime from Townsville, drove all the way non-stop down to here, mm-hmm. down to Newcastle. We went to his place and had a shower. We went out on his bucks do. Yep. We come home at three or four o'clock in the morning. The wedding was in the afternoon, so I decided I'll go for a run and try and sober, sober up, up a bit. So I went for a run in that area through the bush and muddy Dudley Beach, I mean, and I got fucking lost. <laughs> oh, shit. So I just kept running through the bush. I had no fucking idea where I was going. I just kept running. Four hours I run non-stop through the bush trying to find me way out. Oh, my God. <laughs> They had people out looking for me because I was going to yeah, be late for the wedding. Yeah, you were going to be late for the wedding. <laughs> Far out. But I was, I was fit as anything. And that was, yeah, yeah, I mean, you, A, was, you were in the army and fit, you were just a particularly yeah. fit person at the yeah, time. I, like. I was fit and running was my thing. But yeah, fucking for four hours I ran around the bush because I couldn't find my way out. <laughs> we used to walk up and down the highway collecting soft drink bottles. Yep. Mind you, we did all this in that five, four or five year period that I lived in Windale. <laughs> Um, yeah, There's we, a lot we, of living to be done in those we, five years. We, like, did, we, we, were ne- we non-stop. We yeah. never stop. We're always on the go. So we walked up and down the highway collecting soft drink bottles. Mm-hmm. We'd get a pile of them between us all. And we'd take them back to the shop, Chris's fruit bar, mm-hmm. fruit, fruit shop. And we'd buddy cash them in and buy wallies with them. Yep. Or sometimes we had enough that we could actually buy fish and chips. Hey, <laughs> so not a bad deal. We'd, we'd cash them in, get the money, what, you're and getting... then go next door to the fish and chip shop yeah. and buy fish and chips. But I'm sure Chris she loved that. They weren't happy that we did that. They were much happier yeah. to just give us lives. Absolutely. So we'd be walk up and down this highway collecting them. And we turned up there one day and we had heaps and heaps of them. So the old lady there, his mother, I take it, said, go around to the back of the shop and get me some wooden crates and bring them back around here to put the bottles in. So we've gone around the back of the shop and grabbed the empty crates and gone, fuck, look at all the full ones. <laughs> <laughs> look at all the crates of the full empty bottles yeah, that we're bringing so in. we took the bloody empty crate around it, put all the bottles in, and then she right, take them around, put them around the back. And we took them around and put them around the back, and then we come back and she gave us buddy what we wanted. So next time we decided to get these bottles, we'll fuck this, we'll go around the back and we'll get some crates full. Look, Doris, here's a box of full, here's a full box of empty ones here's, for here's you already. We prepared earlier. <laughs> okay, so now you're stealing from this poor person, this poor fruiterer. No, we were cutting out the middle end. You were, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, you were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh we my God. Again, now, he's probably dead, so we're in the safe. Well, but no, an extension of that story, Uh-oh. years and years later, I had a guy work for me, and I used to have to drop him off at a pub in town. Yep. And But he went in there on Friday afternoon, I'd stop with him and have a couple of beers with him. Is this Bob? Yeah, old Bob. Old Bob. So Bob the we took, I took Bob home, dropped him off at this pub, and had a couple of beers with him while I was there. But he, the Knights came in. The Knights had been out. Oh, there on, you go. Yeah, the Knights had been out on the town. They dropped in. Now, so it's pretty rowdy and whatnot, carrying on. 
And this guy's come in, really big, like he was big, um, not fat, big. Yeah, big just man. built, built yeah. big. Yep. Yeah, and he come in, but he everyone wanted to buy him a drink. Yeah. But he all the all the people around the bar, oh, oh, oh you'll buy a drink, buy a drink. Anyhow, I said to Bob, who the fuck's he? He said, that's Chris. And I said, who? He said, that's Chris the fruiter. Oh, right. And I said, what the fuck's going on? Oh, yeah. Big man, big man in town. Everyone buying him a drink. Right. I said, well, I can see. Everyone's buying Andrew John's a fucking drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, that's a fucking waste of time. But everybody's <laughs> buying him a drink. And they're, like, they're, they're fucking like, kissing his fucking toes. You know? mm-hmm. He said, yeah, he's a big man around town. I said, yeah, old fucking... He wasn't when he owned a fucking fruit and veggie <laughs> shop at Buddy Bennett's Green. <laughs> <laughs> now you're bragging that you stole from this gentleman. <laughs> and, and Bob goes, you know what he's doing here? And I said, no. He's here to collect the money for a box of fruit, a box of bananas. Well, I knew from previous things about what that was. I'm going, oh, fuck. <laughs> I said, did you like that? He said, have a look at his jacket. What am I looking for? He said, a bulge. I said, what? He said, he's got a fucking gun in his pocket, in his jacket. <laughs> I said, oh, fuck off. <laughs> and he, so you're Bob, stealing Coke Bob, bottles. From... Well, Bob introduced me to him. Oh. <laughs> Bob knew him and Bob oh, introduced yeah. me to me. And I goes, so fucking Chris from the Chris uh, Chris's fruit bar. And he goes, yeah. I said, man, I lived in Windale. And he goes, oh. <laughs> I said, yeah, I said, we used to walk up there in the fucking highway getting Coke bottles or soft drink yeah. bottles and bringing them around and cashing them in at your shop. I said, and we used to go to the, buddy, the barber shop next door and everything. Yep. Oh, and um, I had a conversation for a while. He was buying and selling that place. He'd buy it yep. at what it less than was worth, sell it to someone else that wanted it, wait till they went broke. And then buy it again. And buy it back. And they did that for years, apparently. Um, yeah, right on. Yeah. Not no. illegal, dodgy. Yep. So I told him, I told him about how we were, buddy, getting the Not bottles yep. around the back in the crate and bringing around and cashing them in, <laughs> <laughs> and he just laughed and buddy and entrepreneurial <laughs> children you yeah. were. He when when he had gone, Bob goes, "You're fucking game." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "What? Telling him you're ripping him off." <laughs> in his fucking jacket to gun <laughs> and fucking kill people <laughs> uh, yeah yeah sure uh, sure okay yeah, right over Bob fuck uh, again you fucking didn't matter who you were whatever. it was a big deal with your mother um, mum used to bribe us all the time sort of thing she'd give us a note and money and say go to the shop mm-hmm. and either meant we had to go to Chris's or we had to go down to the window shopping centre we'd go down there and the deal was, you go there, hand the note in, with yep. the money in it, yep. they'd give you what you want and give you change and send you home. Yep. That was the deal. Till one day I went down and I, was, I, I got the, the, the stuff that I had to get and I got the note and I got the change and I decided, well, fuck this, I need some money for my effort here. So, so oh. I've taken some money, money out of the change and went to another shop. <laughs> so I didn't get caught. <laughs> and bought something for home. When I got home, the old girl knew there wasn't the right amount of money there. Now, it wasn't like... It was only no. five cents, I think. Yeah. The old girl knew there wasn't right change there. Fucking you and the shit. <laughs> I bet. Jesus. Yeah. You are game. <laughs> Not only robbing from a mobster, yeah. but robbing from your mother. Yeah. Like, come on. Well, when the old man finally got a work vehicle, mm-hmm. he um he got this little 
Datto. Datsun 1000. Mm -hmm. It was just the Datsun 1000 had a flat tray on the back. But where he worked was a sheet metal place. They built a steel canopy that went on the back of it. We went everywhere in the back of that fucking truck. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You know what happens in vehicles like that? They suck in the exhaust Yeah, mess. that's right. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> yep. So you guys so, are high as kites. We're really high as a kite, packing in the back of the year. <laughs> Suffering from carbon monoxide yeah. poisoning. Yeah. And if we're going out somewhere special, we'd be dressed. So yeah. we'd have to get in front. So five of us would fit in the front of that fucking thing. Jesus Christ. The old man would be driving, and we'd have to give him a bit of room for the, the column yeah. shift. And buddy, then it will be me, and then mum, and she would nurse my sister. Yep. And my brother would sit between my legs or between my legs and my mother's legs. He'd sit in yep. the air, squashed up with his chin on the dash. <laughs> Jesus and, and that's how we used to go around at, oh at formal occasions. <laughs> Night times and formal occasions. Otherwise, buddy, You're in the back of the my train. brother and I are in the back of the thing. Well, that vehicle did so many fucking things from taking football plays to buddy games to tripping all over the place. Everybody... Went everywhere in that fucking thing. Well, let's let's cover yeah, that off on yeah. the next episode. Yeah, we'll cut that yeah, off. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll get into the 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 uh, the, the trips in the one thousand, the, the dado trips. <laughs> yeah, righto, done deal. And for a short period of time, there's a lot of stuff happened. <laughs> cool, very cool. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that next time. Yeah. yeah? All cool. good. Thanks for All joining good. everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And um, don't forget, next time we're here, crack a beer and listen in. Absolutely. If you want to get in touch with us, we have an email address. It's iremembrewhenpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, we have an Instagram account called uh, iremembrewhen, just on Instagram. Uh, you can see photos that are relevant to the episode itself. Um, yeah, see you next time. Yeah.